What's up, what's happening? Welcome back to the Natty Hattie Podcast. I'm your host, AJ DeVito, and today's date is August 26th, 2020. And we have a lot of NHL news to break down with playoffs, trades, drama, everything and anything has been happening since the last time we met up. Scott, how are you? I'm good. First off, we want to congratulate Mike Green on his retirement. He most notably known for his 30-plus goal season as a defenseman with the Capitals was overall just shocking at the time because you don't really see defensemen scoring goals um, over a decade in the NHL, dealing with some injuries now, so... Um, he also opted out of the playoffs. Maybe it is the best time for him to just call it a career, just spend time relaxing for a little bit. Because I know if I was injury-prone in my mid-30s, I'd do the same. I mean, I think Mike Green played 15 years, was incredible. And personally, I loved watching Mike Green play when he was on the Capitals with Ovi and Backstrom. So, good for Mike Green. He's made more than enough money in his career to last him a lifetime for him and his family. So, good on him. And, yeah, congrats to Mike Green once again. All right, so the next thing, we've got uh, the little Marc-Andre Fleury situation, which... Uh, actually happened right after we posted our last episode. I feel like the Steve Dangle podcast right now. <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of it's been dealt with, kind of. So basically what happened is Flurry's agent, Alan Walsh, posted a picture of Flurry uh, making a save, by the way, um, with a soared through his back that said Pete DeBoer's name on it. AJ, what are your thoughts on... I I don't know if Flurry knew about this. Maybe he did. Maybe he was lying. I I don't know. This is is interesting. Basically, when Flurry was being asked questions, he was kind of like giving half-assed answers and like not really answering the question like how he was supposed to. Which I mean... It is what it is. He is French Canadian, so things to be a little weird, even though he's been here for his entire lo- for the last fifteen years at least, or even more now. But it was weird. He didn't really give a clear answer on what happened. He just like uh, he just like kind of left it off. So I don't know. The team seems fine. Him and Leonard have a really good r- relationship, supposedly. That's what they're saying. Who knows how true that is? But I don't think Flurry's gonna what's it called? Flurry's gonna make this bigger than it is. And who's his agent? Alan Walsh? I believe it is Alan Walsh. He starts a lot of drama in the league for no reason. He did did something similar back with Yaroslav Halak when he was on the Islanders. So, I'm not a big Alan Walsh guy. So, it is what it is. I think we'll be fine and they're going to continue pushing towards the cup. But Robin Leonard is better than Marc-Andre Fleury. Scott? Yeah, definitely. So basically, that he gave some really uh, weird answers um, that not necessarily helped the cause. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But also, we've got a little 
little fun note, uh, Alex Ovechkin being on the NHL 21 cover, uh, that game is going to be great. A um, lot of improvements that they're making to offline modes, and I know not really a big hut person, so definitely helps me. Yeah, we, uh, we might talk a little NHL 21 every now and then when they drop new news and all that crap. We'll see how it goes with the rest of hockey, hockey, you know, but what's going on in the league. But now we're going to go to the Mike Milbury situa- situation, which we did talk about last episode. Basically, Milbury's done for the playoffs. He had this quote. In light of the, att- light of the attention caused by my recent remark, I have decided to step down step away from my role at NBC Sports for the remainder of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I do not want my presence to interfere with the athletes as they try and win the greatest trophy in sports. So, fuck Mike Milbury. Thankfully, we don't have to listen to him anymore. I don't care. I don't have to listen to Mike Milbury anymore. I'm not going to complain. Keith Jones and John Forslund are doing the Islander series right now, so I'm fine with it. Not a big Forslund guy, but Keith Jones is amazing. Yeah, I like Keith Jones, so hopefully he can do it full-time. Well, I think they need to talk about his future in hockey broadcasting anyway. Yeah, fuck Milbury. He sucks at his job anyway, so I'm not complaining. All right, um, what's going to be next? Uh, John Tortorella, I guess? Yeah, Tortorella. He got fined 25 k for leaving... Uh, Leaving his interview pretty uh, prematurely, you could say, at the very least. So, I don't blame him. I, I mean, I do blame him, because just answer the fucking question. It's not that hard. I don't. I can see where he's coming from. questions. But. It's not hard. We know this with Tortorella. If his team loses, he doesn't answer questions. Just answer the questions. It's not that hard. 25 grand, I mean, for 5 or 10 minutes. I don't know. It's just it's his peak, John Tortorella. Ridiculous for somebody who's such a great coach. Little things like that getting such news because he does it. It kind of ruins it. It's just peak, John Tortorella, and it gives us something to talk about. So I mean, I'm not complaining. Very, he's very vocal. Yeah, next up on the lit, on uh, what's it called? Uh, that's happened was the Casperi Captain trade. That was pretty crazy. All right, so that trade. So if people don't know, uh, teams that are out of the playoffs can make trades, and it's always been that way. But this year, it's kind of um, more notable, more vaulted as a thing because right now there are eight teams playing, and the other twenty three are just sitting waiting around for the draft. And the draft is literally going to be in a month and a half. Um, right now, the the pace that we're on, the Stanley Cup could be awarded before October 1st, which would be great for the timeline of the NHL offseason. Yeah. Um, I'm just starting off with one thing. Could you see... Um, more pissed off GMs than Kyle Dubas and Jim Rutherford. I, I don't think there were two GMs that were pissed off as much as them. I mean, probably not, because they were two teams that quote-unquote quote, quote unquote, could be contending for the Cup. Dubas fucked his team over by signing John Tavares, and Rutherford, they just played terrible against a pretty 
average Montreal Canadiens team, I'd say. So both teams have, and both GMs are known to make moves to try to get better. They're not afraid to make a trade or two. Probably the two teams that make the most trades in the league. Now that we think about it, also, uh, yeah, also it's quite I, funny with Kapanen. I mean, definitely the two teams that make the most trades with each other. Um, I mean, they both make so, the so trade many trades. Was, um, doesn't the trade shock was me. Disperry Kapanen. Uh, defensive prospect Jesper Lindgren, who it could turn into like a bottom six, seventh man at best. He didn't get he didn't get playing time in Toronto with the Marlies a lot of the year. And Ford Pontus Alberg, who's an RFA but is going to Europe, so that's literally just a roster spot for Evan Rodriguez, Philip Hollander. Who that's that's the interesting part in that deal. David Warsawski, who is under contract next year, and the fifteenth overall pick in the draft. Yeah. This was an absolute robbery by the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I don't like saying that the Leafs win stuff a lot. This was a Leafs win. I'm a I'm very big on Casperi quote quotation cheeks clapping in quotation capping <laughs> best nickname in hockey. But I'm very big on him. He's very talented. I think he could potentially be a thirty goal scorer, top six with Crosby well, Malkin. Mean, if, they're con- if they're considering that he's gonna play with either Crosby or Malkin, obviously. But fifteenth overall pick. And Philip Hollander. Oh, not at all. I would not do that trade. I'd give up a second and a pretty good prospect. I'd do that deal even without the 15th overall pick. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't really know too much about Hollander, to be honest. He was a second-round pick a couple of years ago. I believe it was 2018. Where did he play? Uh, Least picked Sean Dursey over him. Right, chat defenseman. Leafs need that. Uh, who they traded in the Jake Muzzin deal, which doesn't look terrible now. Um, apparently, they had been uh, they'd been look they were looking at him as a target. Pence took him took him like nine picks later, uh, but Dubis and his team have been scouting him and they want him. And I think he could be a pretty decent prospect, meet uh, middle six guy. So. Yeah, all I've heard is that he could be solid in a few years. So I don't know too much about him, so I really can't comment on it. But it is really funny how Kapanen is now back with the team that drafted him in 2014. And he was traded to Toronto from the uh, Phil Kessler trade. So, full circle. The other crazy part about this is now the Pittsburgh Penguins, since 2014, have only made two first-round pick selections. And that's... Kapanen, who they traded, and uh, Samuel Poulin last year, who I like a good amount. That's crazy. Two first-round picks in, like, six or seven years. And and they traded Kapanen and traded for him back. Yeah, I mean, so, just went over that. It's a crazy world. That's a whole other story in itself. Um, I think it'll be good there, though. But there were a couple interesting quotes coming out of both sides on this deal. First off, the Penguin side, they're not done. Jim Rutherford said that they likely are going to have to move one of either Matt Murray or Tristan Yari. It makes sense to move one of them because they're both starting goalies. 
and you can't have two starting goalies and mismanage it as much as Mike Sullivan did. And then on the Leafs side, um, a lot of people originally were saying that this is a cap dump and Everett Rodriguez was immediately going to get non-tendered as he was an RFA. But apparently they're going to talk to his agent about the opportunity and he's potentially in their plans. Um, Dubas said also that it's not going to be, he doesn't think it's going to be it. And they're open to moving the first round pick if the right deal came along for somebody that could help us. Also known as right shot defense. Yeah, I mean, Um, I'm not surprised. Both teams are known for making large splashes when needed. So we'll see how they fuck up their teams more. Uh, I, I don't know if if certain things that um there are a couple of things that could be fixed. So we'll oh see. oh, and Toronto fans think they're gonna get Alex Pietrangelo now with basically no cap still. Okay, I don't get it. I could make a case for it with what cap? They don't have seven million to give him. Actually, technically they do, but here, let me, and I I don't like supporting the Leafs at all. I don't think they're going to get him, but if the Leafs wanted to target him, they have the the available money because CeCe's not coming back, Barry's not coming back, Clifford's not coming back. You have 7.9 to give Dermot a new deal, Malgin, Gauthier, Spezza, Mikheyev, and Rodriguez. That'll probably be about six combined, and you still want to try and trade Kerfoot and Janssen this offseason, which is a combined 6.9. So, so they won't have a fourth line. One and, and the 6.9, you'll have about seven, you'll have about eight million to give him unless you want to sign more depth pieces, which you need to do. So, unless Petrangelo takes a hometown discount, which, not a chance, um, then you don't have the money for it. If he's taking a hometown discount anyway, it's going to be fucking St. Louis. So, don't know what Leaf fan I, thinks they're going to get I still don't for. think St. Louis is going to bring that. I'm, I, I don't either. I think he's going to go Vancouver. I'm thinking Vancouver, Colorado, or Montreal. Vancouver kind of got screwed over. Because, I mean, Tyler Myers has been okay for them. But Tyler Myers has not been good He's been okay. It's it, it, better than what they had before. But for the money they're giving him, they should just wait another year on uh, Pietrangelo. Alright, so the final thing that we want to bring up in this podcast is there's a little issue with Philippe Deneau and the Montreal Canadiens coming out of the playoffs. Deneau was unhappy with the lesser playtime he got during the playoffs due to the emergence of Gasperi, Kokaniemi, and Nick Suzuki. Um, he said, I don't know if I'm ready for this, honestly. I love producing offensively and have enjoyed... Now, this is through a translate. Like He spoke, he said it in French and it was translated. I love producing offensively and have enjoyed my role the past two seasons. I don't know if I want to limit myself to a specific role, which would 
only be defensive. I don't think I will get better by playing just defensively. I've seen my role change during the playoffs, but with what I've proven the last few years, my role shouldn't change in Montreal. I've demonstrated that I'm capable of playing both defensively and offensively. In the playoffs, the coaches wanted to see what the kids could do and shuffled the cards. My role is strictly defensive, and I'm repeating myself, but I know I can bring more than that. I've always had great chemistry with Brandon Gallagher and Tomas Tatar. This trio can work. Um... Of course, I would have liked to produce more. I would have liked to score more goals, but the series is much more than that. Against Pittsburgh, we were up against the Penguins' big line. I'm happy with what we've accomplished defensively. Oh, no, that last quote was from Tatar, actually. But he's not happy. I thought he was going to get traded last uh, offseason. I think he's gone. I love Philip Deneau. If you really think Suzuki and Kokaniami are your one, two of the future, Deneau's not a three. Deneau's not a three. He's a two. He's a three on a really good team. I love Philip Deneau. I thought we were going to get him last offseason. I was like, oh, let's trade. Or the Islanders are going to trade Nick Letty. I'm like, all right, give them the defensemen they need. We'll take Deneau. That was so overhyped for no reason. Because it wasn't going to happen, and we still know the thing. Like the Letty Komarov captain. It's still not going to happen. It's just something repeatedly put on cat friendly and Twitter over and over and over again. Well, I mean, Letty is a good player to where a team would take him. Yeah, that's, that's debatable, but we'll it's, see what Nah, he's pretty solid. And Trotz loves him, so. Okay, Denal, good it's at. The money that's, it's the money that's concerned. Denal, good, uh, good at hockey. Overall, Whoever gets him is going to be happy. Who do you think? Who do you think is the best suitor for Phil Deneau? I don't know why. I could see him in a Penguins jersey. They're desperate. They're gonna make a move. They're gonna get Philip Deneau. They need another That's why they're gonna get Philip Deneau. Book it. Philip Deneau, Pittsburgh Penguins, right now. Nah, I, I don't. Well, where do you think he's gonna I, go? I like. I like a team. If, if Edmonton's going to put Dreisaitl on the wing full-time, I like a team like Edmonton. I like a team like Dallas. Uh, Alright, so basically, Philip Denault to Pittsburgh. Got him. <laughs> Whatever. Alright, All so right. prediction so time now, right? Want to do a little bit of gambling talk before we're done? Uh, we still have to do the predictions for round two. We never did those. Yeah, so let's do a little bit of gambling first. Let me pull it up. The FanDuel Sportsbook app. We are not sponsored no, by we, FanDuel. We did do predictions last time. Yeah, but we could. No, we didn't. We didn't do. We didn't break down the series. Cause it wasn't over yet, was it? Did we? I think we did. I don't know. Yeah, we did. I think. I don't know. We gotta we gotta break down the games that happened anyway. Yeah. So what's this do the games that happened yet? What's this do Boston Tampa first? Series is tied one one. I really don't know if we did predictions or not, but doesn't matter. Boston. <laughs> Tampa. All right. I'll just break down the series. Tampa won yesterday four three in overtime. Pollard had the overtime winner, and it was a really good game all around. Both teams looked really good. Uh. Who scored? I had admit, that goal by Blake Coleman was sick. Zach Bogosian went around two defensemen. We, did. we, we did? did. All right, that's fine. We can still break down the series that we didn't. Uh, so Bogosian, great play. Went around two guys. Blake Coleman, very nice tuck. Halak didn't look very good. Or no, he looked all right actually. 
at times he looked really good, at times he looked really bad. So pretty inconsistent performance from Halak. Uh, Tampa looked solid. They outshot Boston by a fuck ton. Very good series. I'm happy with it so far. It, it, was, it, was, a, it was an interesting game. I, I think he's still going to get the start because I don't think they trust Dan Vladar in this situation. Not at all. Because it's like a really interesting, really intriguing idea to put him in this spot, which I don't necessarily like. Alright, um, staying with the East, let's go Islanders Flyers. That series one nothing Islanders. The Islanders what was it, four nothing we they dominated? Uh yeah, it was four nothing, but Barry Trotz thought the the team played pretty average. Mm-hmm. I, I, to be honest, I kind of agree with him. First period, they were out off and running. Second period was very inconsistent. Third period, massively outplayed except for a couple of defensive woes by the Flyers that resulted in goals and also two empty netters. Two empty netters? No. No, one, one empty netter. Because Lee scored... Pajot scored, and uh, Bo scored, and then Tate is the empty netter. Yeah, I mean, they looked solid. Second period, they were really bad. First and third, they looked great, though. So, all in all, could be better. I'm happy that Trotz isn't satisfied with that performance either, because... So, we'll see. They play today at 3 p.m. Hopefully, this podcast will be out around 12, I'm hoping. Um, so, after that, we've got Dallas, Colorado, which... Dallas looks like the better team. And it's not just because Phil Grubauer's out and Eric Johnson's out. Dallas looks so good right now. They what do they win? They're up two nothing. They won two nothing. They, they won, won what's it, five five two? Two yesterday. they they look so good. Or two day, two days ago. Um they won five to three in game one. That series is I think Colorado will win today, make it interesting, but we'll see what happens. Sagan, Gurianov, Radulov have been all killing it so far, so good for them. I like Dallas. Like I said, many, many times I had them winning the cup back in well, back last August. So I'm happy for Dallas. Colorado, you know, McKinnon's been out of this world. He's definitely the second best player in the league to Connor McDavid, and there's no debate to that anymore. It's a shame that the rest of his team hasn't stepped up. And their head coach, what's it, Bednar? That's how you say Jared it? Bednar, Jared Bednar. Yeah. He's been livid. He's like, what the hell is going on? They have a very good team, and they're just not performing right now besides Nathan McKinnon. So they got to figure out what's going to happen, or they're not going to be in the bubble for much longer. And then the final series is Vancouver-Vegas, which that series is tied at one. Uh, Toffoli had a goal to assist in his return to the lineup. Uh, Elias Pettersson had a crazy goal. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. It was it was something else. Uh, Max Pacioretty got on the score sheet again, but Horvat had a pair, so it was a pretty good game. Uh, Vegas absolutely outplayed the Canucks in the second period. The chances were like fifty five to like. It was either 7 or 70. Yeah. It's been a good series. But Vancouver blocked a 
crap ton of shots. So, sacrificing the body doesn't well. Uh, series tied at one. So, let's let's see what happens tonight. We've got today. We got Isles, Isles Flyers, Tampa, Boston, and Colorado, Dallas. Every series has a back-to-back, which is kind of ridiculous because the NHL screwed up the scheduling. But you know what? We'll deal with it. All right. Um, we got. Let's do a little bit of gambling talk, and then uh, we'll close it out. All right. So we're gonna start us off with a little gambling story. So for game one, I was feeling it. I was at work. I have my DraftKings, which is the only legal thing you can gamble with in New York. Kind of sucks, but I mean, better than nothing. I had like thirty bucks in the account. I put twenty-five down on my lineup, and I had Pajot, who scored, Barzal, who got an assist, Nelson, who got an assist, I had Bo, who scored, I picked Provorov, and I picked Bailey. My team did so good, but I got screwed over because I didn't pick Semyon Varlamov. I would have won 50 bucks if I would have just put Varlamov in over Barzal, because Varlamov got the shutout. So that kind of hurt me a little bit. I was a little annoyed after the game. But, I mean, we won. The Islanders won 4 nothing. So that, you know. I was happy with the win. If I would have got the 50 bucks and the Islanders win, it would have been great. But that one stung a little bit. Hurt the pocketbook. But we continue. Hurt the wallet. Hurt the wallet. Oh, yeah, wallet. Oof. Wrong word. But, so for gambling today, I found a really, really cool prop bet. So let me go back to it. Where was it? Okay, packaged prop bets. So, it's saying Andersley and Voracek both have over 3.5 shots in the game. So, that's a weird prop. It's plus 1,000, though. So, that's not terrible. You put 10 bucks. They get they get a lot of shots on net. That's an easy 100 bucks right there. Or 1,000 if you put 100 in. But for this line, the Islander line is very weird now. People are finally showing the Islanders some respect. For the Islander-Philly game, it's minus 105 for the Islanders on the money line. And it's minus 115 for Philly on the money line. So, no positives anywhere. Which is, it's how it should be. So, why did you... Why would you even bet on that game? Exactly. I wouldn't bet on that game. Unless you're doing the, by spread, which also wouldn't be worth it. Or the over, which also wouldn't be worth it. Because the Islanders and, Philly, and Flyers just don't score that much. Tampa, bo- uh, Tampa, Boston, both negative. Both minus 110. So, that is what that is. And then Dallas is plus 120 in their game on the money line, so, there's really no big lines anymore, the biggest line is Vancouver tomorrow at plus 165 on the money line, uh, that's, it's pretty, pretty solid, um, there's not a bet I'd take though, so I guess we will do the prop bet, and we'll even do, we'll do the prop bet for Jakob, uh, for Jakob, Jacob Borchek and Anders Lee both having three point five, or four shots on goal each, I think it's each, if it's, if it's four shots on goal for the both of them combined, that's an easy take. But I, I think it's four think it each. Is, though. I think it's four shots each. Which still isn't bad. We'll see how that one does. And for shits and giggles, we'll do Gene Gabriel Pajot scoring a goal plus 310. He's very clutch and has scored five goals in the playoffs already. So wouldn't shock me if he scored one today. So those were my two bets. Do you want to do one from? Do you want to do a prop bet from Tampa, uh, Boston, or yeah, Colorado, Dallas? I'm going to pick a flyer. I'm going to do Travis Konechny scoring a goal. Uh, Konechny. 
Let me see. I thought you were going to do the other game. Uh, I'll do one for the other game also. Konechny is plus 280. I mean, pretty fair odds, I'd say. He's, you know, one of the best goal scorers on Philly. uh, Didn't he lead their team in goals? I'll do... um, Let's do David Krejci. Krejci. Oh, here. They have assists, too. That's kind of cool. Krejci... He's plus 350. It's actually pretty good pretty good odds for him. He's a he's toward the net front on the power play. So, we'll see what happens there. But uh AJ got any final thoughts? No, nope, you can wrap it up. I think we're good. Uh yeah, so uh you could follow us on social media at Natty Hattie Pod on Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on uh Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. Um Anywhere you find your podcast, uh, you can follow AJ at DeVito Sports and me at, again, Too Lazy Baseball Fan 500. Very lazy. Um, it's actually just at Baseball Fan 500, not the Too Lazy part. Yes. <laughs> too Lazy to change it. Um, other than that, uh, we will see you next time where hopefully we may have a couple of more trades. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. So, everyone stay safe, enjoy hockey, and have a good one. Peace out, boys and girls.